Her name is Linda Italiano. Um, like many people, she started drinking as a teenager. Um, um, after her brother died um, in a terrible car accident, she started drinking. And um, that's a very common thing. Uh, many times people cannot cope with pain, trauma, loss, so they turn to something to try to relieve that pain. Um, this is how many people get addicted, you know. So she she began drinking as a teenager. She became addicted to alcohol. According to the story, she drank, often drank, passed out. She would just have blackouts. She would just drink until she couldn't drink anymore, and she would blackout. Okay? Something that is also common to mankind, common to the human condition. Uh, during these binges and during this period in her life, she met a woman in a bar, pay attention to those two things, in a bar, and ended up having her first encounter with a woman. Her first, well, before I finish explaining that, I guess I should also warn you that if you are listening and you have uh, minors listening, um I would hope that you know by the nature of the title of our show and the, the previous shows that we talk about some pretty heavy things on this show, and it may not be suitable for young ears, so please be uh, aware of that. So then I will finish what I was saying. She ended up, because of drinking, hanging out in bars, having her first encounter with a woman of a sexual nature. She opened that door. Um, we talk on this show from a spiritual perspective, as any of my old-time listeners know, but if you're a new listener, I just want to make sure that you understand that we're talking about things from the biblical perspective and from a spiritual perspective. So we believe and know that there is an enemy, that there is one, there is a being who opposes God, who opposes righteousness who opposes the things of God, that being we call Satan. The Bible calls Lucifer Satan. He has other names. So in this scenario, I'm crediting her for opening the door, but Satan for capitalizing on her pain, okay? He caused the pain of the accident that took her brother, then he capitalized on her pain and her loss by saying, hey, let me dangle something in front of you to ease the pain. Let me help you ease the pain. Now, of course, he didn't, you know, uh, advertise that what I'm dangling in front of you is going to get you addicted and it's going to alter your ability to make good judgments and it's going to open you up to further bondage. Of course, he didn't say all that, but this is how he operates, okay? So if this is you, pay attention. Pay attention. 
So she lived this way for years, literally years, literally years. This this happened when she was a teenager. Now I'm telling you the story, and she's 53 years old, okay? According to her, according to her and according to this article, pursuing lustful desires. Once this door was opened, she was hooked, people. She was she was driven by her addiction, pursuing lustful desires. But she says that she didn't find fulfillment. She couldn't find fulfillment in her behavior, in her actions, in the alcohol, in the bars, in the encounters. She says that she was left feeling empty. Hmm, I've been there. Been there, done that. Yes, I have. Was on the rebound from a terrible divorce, a horrible divorce, which compounded the pain of my own childhood, which compounded the pain of the sexual abuse that I experienced as a child. And the divorce just drove me to a point where I became angry with the Lord. I felt that he failed me. And I was dancing on the box in Santa Barbara, going to the club, trying to find love in all the wrong places. So let me go back to the story. She was left feeling empty and ashamed. Didn't find what she was looking for. Didn't find the answers. Okay? So, let's fast forward. In 2014, she walks into a church. Let's see. I want to tell you where this church is, too, or at least how to reach them. Uh, If you pull up the article, you'll find it. But the church was called Life Church, and they have a website here, HTTP backslash life is here i love it <laughs> life is here dot org okay it's an assembly of god in williamstown new jersey so she walks into this church she starts attending the services but she said she had it made up in her mind you know, obviously she had heard about the controversy. She had heard the uh, disapproval of some about same-sex attractions. So she said her mind was made up that she wasn't going to stay at this church if they didn't condone her lifestyle. You know, she was poised and she was ready. I'm letting you know that's the enemy. That's how he talks to us. Here, there was something in her that drove her there. There was something in her that, you know, because she was had a void, because she was searching, something drove her there. That may have happened to, to one of you. It certainly happened to me. The Lord began to tug on her heart, unbeknownst to her, and drove her there looking for answers. But in her mind, she's like, hey, if they start talking about... You know, what I'm doing and how I'm living, I'm not staying here. But surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> There's a good surprise in store. And I only have 
less than a minute um, before we go to break. So I'm going to leave you hanging right there. Um, I'm going to leave you hanging right there before I finish the story. Um, Get your tea. Get your cool beverage. Tonight I happen to be drinking strawberry kiwi lemonade. It's been a little warm out here the last few days, and I wanted something cool and refreshing instead of something hot and cozy. So get your beverage. Join me after the break. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back. I hope I left you um, hanging or sitting on the edge of your seat <laughs> as I was just getting ready to tell you how the story took a turn. 
<laughs> but um, during the commercial break, you heard them announce uh, and talk about my story, which I kind of started going into. Um, and I do want to say that um, this is available. My story is available. Like this woman, I share my story to extend hope, to let someone know, someone that's listening know that there is hope for you um, with whatever form of bondage you are stuck in, with whatever form of bondage you are struggling with, there is hope. So back to our story. Okay, so Miss Italiano, she begins attending this church, and after several months, she finally got up the courage to go and have a talk with her pastor, one on one. She uh, wanted to know from her pastor what her pastor had to say and what the Bible had to say about her lifestyle. Again, I say that was the Holy Spirit working on her. That was the Spirit of the Lord tugging on her heart. Something that she was hearing in the messages pricked her heart and gave her that little boost that she needed. So if you need a boost tonight, I I hope that we are that boost. I want to encourage you to call in, to call us, to email us. If you need someone to talk to about your issues and you can't find a church or you can't find someone who's willing to talk to you or that you think that you can trust, call in. Call us, okay? Um, Our number here at the station just happens to be 866-404-6519. You can email me at etsministriesinc at gmail.com if you want a, a more of a private encounter. So anyway, she gets up the nerves to go talk to the pastor, and she says that she got an answer that she was not expecting, okay? And what the pastor did was told her the truth. Ding, ding, ding. Can you believe that? Especially nowadays. The pastor told her the truth as as it, is, as it is stated in God's Word, as it is stated in the Bible about her lifestyle. Not in a condemning way, not in a beating her upside the head way, but just told her the truth. and. It is in the Word of God. In the Old Testament, it is in the Word of God. More than one time in the Old Testament and several times in the New Testament that these type of attractions, same-sex attractions, as well as fornication, as well as lust, as well as um, uh, looking on a woman to lust after her, you know, sexual Sin is indeed rebellion. It is sin. It is rebellion against God's plans for us. So this pastor was true to her calling, true to her purpose, 
and told this woman the truth about the lifestyle that she was living and let her know that sin is what keeps one separated from God. Continuing to rebel, once you've heard the truth, um, once you're, you know, uh, what's the word, once you are um, approached with the truth, you've heard the truth of God's word, you feel that tug on your heart, that tug may not come in words, it may just be something that is tugging at your heart, it may be something that is just, you know, in the back of your mind, gnawing at you, nudging you, but you reject it instead of yielding to it, okay, that's rebellion. That's rebellion. That is sin. So this pastor just told her, hey, this is rebellion, but she didn't leave her there. She didn't just stop there. This is where it gets good, okay? She also told her about God's plan for salvation, She also extended the lifeline to her for salvation. She also gave her hope and let her know that God's power is more than enough to set her free from same-sex attractions, from the alcohol addiction, and any other sin that she was bound by. That's the good part, people. That's the good part, is that God has a plan for you. He had a plan for me, and his plans for us are good and not evil. He does want the best for us, and he knew that she was miserable, that she was stuck, in a horrible pit, as I used to hear some of the older folks say when I was growing up, she was stuck in the muck and the mire, okay? It's similar to like a feeling of quicksand, I guess, you know, just like you once you get in, you can't get out. That's how some people feel like you, you I felt that way at one time. I felt like I was stuck and that I couldn't free myself. So that was the good news. She told her the plan of salvation. She told her that God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into the world as a living sacrifice so that whoever believes on him, whoever turns to him, whoever repents of their sin, whoever decides that, you know what, I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want to be stuck in the mire and the muck. I don't want to be enslaved to anything. I don't want anything to have control over me. So they change their mind. They repent. That's what repentance is. It's an attitude of a heart change. So he said, whoever believes on him, would not perish, but would have everlasting life. That everlasting life begins at the moment that you accept the the plan of salvation. At the moment that you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
that everlasting life begins because you go from being spiritually dead. You go from being blind, you know, because people that are living in sin cannot hear. They cannot perceive. They cannot understand these things. Some of them may even realize that they are stuck and that they're in bondage, but they can't bring themselves to say, well, you know what, this is a bad thing. I talked to someone here recently that told me how they were an alcoholic to the point that it almost killed them. It almost killed them. But they still had a, a sense of of uh, self what do I say? Like self-preservation, a sense of I can, you know, I can still do this or do that on my own. So some people can be in bondage and still not realize the danger of that bondage. But if you're listening tonight, I want you not to do that. <laughs> not don't do that tonight. If this if this message is tugging on your heart, if you're feeling this in some way, then I want you to take it in. Just take it in. Hear the rest of the story, okay? She accepted the truth of the message that the pastor gave her. She repented of her sins. Now, she said that that she implied that there, there was a... a some part of her that wanted to kind of resist it, but instead she accepted it. And she realized that instead of trying to fit God into her box, instead of trying to make God out to what she thought he should be, that she was the one who had to change. She's the one who had to line up with his will. Wow, isn't that <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yes, people, we have to submit to his will. There are so many people out there trying to reinvent God's personality. They're trying to reinvent what's considered right and what's considered wrong. They're trying to say what's good is evil and what's evil is good. They're trying to, you know, change uh, society as a whole. But the Word of God says that God does not change, that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So praise the Lord. I praise God that she accepted this truth. I want you to accept this truth. I want you to share this truth with someone else, okay? And when I come back from the break, I'll tell you, one of the ways that this enhanced her life, it it there's there's fringe benefits, there's additional benefits to salvation. <laughs> it's not just giving up, but it's also getting more after the break. All right. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. 
and we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, I'm back. And, um, let me tell you some of the extra benefits that came from Linda's transformation, okay? I'm going to read uh, directly from the article because she makes some comments and then her pastor, they were both interviewed in this article, and then her pastor also makes some, some uh, comments. So let's see here. Linda says, Linda realized that she needed to adjust to God and not the other way around. Uh, when she came to Christ, she laid everything down to follow him. This is so important. She laid everything down to follow him. Um, she believed a lesbian relationship was the answer. And she had set out to find a woman who would make her feel whole. But after years of living this way, she finally understood that the relationship she needed was available only in Christ. She didn't hold on to her sin, but responded to the conviction of the Holy Spirit and repented of her sin. And he, the Lord, lifted it from her. Sin can weigh you down. Sin will weigh you down. And when you come to salvation, there is a newness of life. There is a freedom in Christ that you wouldn't believe, that you can't imagine. I recall when I was restored after that period of time of rebellion and anger and I was restored, I was, 
the only way I can describe it, it was it was like I was on cloud nine for the rest of that day into the following day. I mean, that's not adequate. Those words aren't the the best words for describing it, but it's hard to put it into words. There was an actual feeling of a change. When I looked at my hands, my hands truly didn't look like my hands anymore. They look new. When I looked at the sky, when I looked at the elements, the sky was brighter. The, everything was clearer. I mean, there is a newness of life that God promises in the Word. Because he said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Okay? So then the pastor goes on to say, since that day in early 2014, Italiano has grown dramatically in her understanding of Scripture that's necessary for us to mature, for anyone to mature. She goes on to say, and her maturity as a follower of Jesus. So she has grown dramatically in her understanding of Scripture and her maturity as a follower of Jesus. And she exudes a newfound sense of purpose. Are you lacking purpose? Are you lacking direction? Are you wondering what is this life all about? Why am I getting up day after day, beating my head up against the same wall? Why am I suffering the same consequences? Why am I miserable? What is life all about? Well, she gained a newfound sense of purpose that others can't help but notice. When God has truly done something for you, it is undeniable. It is noticeable. I'm not talking religion here. I'm not talking dogma. I'm not talking, you know, uh, just a set of rules. I'm talking about being born again. It goes on to say that she even started playing the piano, an instrument she hadn't practiced since her teens. Okay, when the trauma came into her life, she was not only robbed of her youth, of her joy, of her brother, uh, of her identity. She was even robbed of the gifting and a talent that God had given her. And that's what Satan does, people. He comes to kill, he comes to steal, and he comes to destroy everything beautiful about you. He comes to alter your personality. He comes to try to make you fit in and become like everyone else and 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 destroy your uniqueness and the the fact that you were fearfully and wonderfully created and made. He comes to take that from you. So if you sing, he doesn't want you to sing for God. He wants you to sing for the world. He wants you to sing nasty, ugly, you know, horrible lyrics that promote more bondage and sin in people's life. You know, if you paint, 
He wants you to do it for the money instead of because God gave you the gift and the talent and the ability to to do it so that it can glorify him. Um, You know, if you are an architect or if you are um, a construction worker, if you are a nurse, if you are a mom, if you are a dad, whatever you do, the enemy wants you to do it unto yourself or do it in a way that tears down, that nullifies the beauty of what God has given you. He wants you to do it in a haphazard way, okay, so that we can have more of the confusion and brokenness and dysfunction that we already have in society. That's what he wants. But God wants you to take that very gift that he gave you in the first place and use it for his glory so that others may see his goodness in your life and be attracted to it and want what you have. So she even started playing the piano after years, which is something that she hadn't practiced since her teens and now plays keyboard on the church worship team. Now tell me, that's not a powerful story. (laughs) I dare you to tell me, to try to tell me that that is not a powerful story, a transformation. That's what salvation is all about, restoration, you know, giving us back what God intended for us to have in the first place. God is not an ogre. He's not some evil deity that simply wants to strip us and rob us of all pleasure and of all fun. Um, Chris and I were laughing, uh, I think it was Sunday, because we had a wonderful day. We hung out in the park and chilled and ate and listened to our music and looked at the water and so forth and so on. And um, we were laughing because we drove by a baseball stadium and Chris said something about the fact that um, the people, I don't know why he said this, but he was talking about how people have to, it's like they can't go to a ball game or a function like that without drinking, you know, and then they get so drunk that they have to be concerned, and some of them are not concerned enough about driving. Well, drinking and we were laughing because we were saying you know people think that we're crazy because we can go places and have a good time without the need to become inebriated (laughs) we already have a life source in us you know people laugh at us when we go to different excursions and we went to a wine um a wine tasting place um in Annapolis last year, I believe it was, and we were asking, looking for non-alcoholic wine, which surprisingly they had. They actually had what we what we like. There's a brand of non-alcoholic wine that we like. So, but there was a guy in line that was like, "Really? Like, what is the purpose of that? I mean, what is even the purpose of having that? Well, we enjoy the taste. <laughs> we enjoy the 
fellowship of sipping wine together, um, and we already have the living wine. <laughs> we already have the life force in us. So our joy goes with us wherever we go. If you ever get a chance to meet Chris in person, he he's he's a character, okay? And and he will have you laughing. He will have you in stitches laughing. I've been laughing ever since I met him because he just has a joy and a personality about him. Even thank God before he was restored. So I'm just saying to you how <laughs> knowing God is good. Serving God is good. This lady found that out for herself, and she's sharing this story. The pastor goes on to say that people like Italiano are living proof that the church's battle for truth isn't lost. My desire is to share that truth with you because our mission is to extend hope. Our mission is to let people that are suffering, people that want to be set free from sexual addiction, from the pain of sexual trauma, from sexual abuse, any other trauma for that matter, we want you to know that there is hope, okay, that you can find the answers through a life committed to and given to Jesus Christ. Linda had been searching for truth her entire life. And when she found it, even though initially it was not what she wanted to hear, she adjusted her life to it. And it made the difference in her life because the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. That's what we're sharing on our program. The downright, hard, fast, no punches held. Is that the right way you say it? Uh, Not holding no punches. (laughs) We're sharing the truth with you. And we'll do more of that after the break. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. 
the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on DougieNet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. I I hope and pray that this story was encouraging to you. Um, I'm looking at the article, and I almost forgot to share with you that um, the the um, pastor, whose name is Morgan, says that various other people have found similar freedom, and there is a, a link to several more articles, apparently. Um, various other people have found similar freedom in Assemblies of God churches. So one article is, from penews.org backslash article backslash transformation dash complete. Okay? Transformation complete. So I'm sure if you type that in, it should come up. And then the other one was um, same beginning, penews.org backslash article deliverance from same-sex attraction. Okay, that was encouraging to me, and I like to share good, um, you know, good outcomes with you to let you know that there is hope. And during the break, um, a song came to my mind that I think depicts this whole situation quite well, and it's an old song that um, I can't remember if it was the, I think it was the one the Hawkins singers used to sing, and it's something, I'll just sing a little snip of it, you know, just... Um, a wonderful change, a wonderful change has come over me. He changed my life complete, and now I sit. I sit in my Savior's feet to do what must be done. 
I'm going to work and wear until he comes. And it goes on to say about how a wonderful change, a wonderful change has come over me. Wow, that almost brings tears to my eyes because it reminds me of the wonderful change that God has made in my life. How when I was destitute, I had lost hope. I had made up my mind that life was not worth living. The trauma from my abuse and the trauma from my childhood had finally taken a toll on me and I didn't see this world as a wonderful place. And sadly, that is many people's reality. That is many people's reality. And it was my reality. But in the midst of my despair, in the midst of my trouble, there was a time that I even had decided to take my life when I had purposed and put a plan in place to take my life, and the Lord intervened. I'm not going to tell you how he intervened because you got to get my story. you got to get the whole story, the story of me. It's available on our radio show page. It's available through my publisher, AuthorHouse.com. But the point is, is that God intervened at a moment and a time when I didn't expect him to. He intervened. Not only did he give me hope and restore me and my relationship to him, but he gave me a wonderful husband. He gave me the family that I lost. Um, He put my family together and gave me a new family, gave me a sense of purpose, gave me something to look forward to, and here I am, people. (laughs) Here I am sharing that passion and that hope with you. And nothing makes me happier. Nothing makes me happier than to have this avenue available to me with you. I'm trying to get my husband to have a few words and um I'm gonna see if he'll if he'll do that for me. So Christopher, I was talking yes. about you earlier. <laughs> I was talking about you earlier. I know you were listening. You have anything good to share to help a sister out? <laughs> well uh you were talking about the change that had come over you Mhm. And I am witness witness to that change because I was there firsthand, but it also happened to me too. And I just um looking back, I can see how the Lord has always kept me even when I was doing wrong. You know, even when I had turned away from him, he was always there. And um, even to the point of a sense of soberness when you shouldn't be sober. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you're you're indulging in things in, in alcohol and you're trying to live it up and have a good time. And even during that, he's there speaking to you. Hmm. And you you can't party the way you want to party because that voice. Hmm. You know, and and it may sound crazy to some people, but I believe there's people that can witness that because of God had um, placed a staff on my life or marked me at a young age. Mm-hmm. And so everything I would do opposite of um, his plan um, it, it it could never really be fulfilled. It never. It seemed like other people were having so much more fun, you know. But I was giving it my best shot. But what I was doing was fighting against the current and trying to live live a life that wasn't for me. And and a life of sin is not for any of us. Mm-hmm. It's not for any of us. But the devil, it's like a carnival. He he. He has it at nighttime, and he turns on all of the the bright lights and all the colors and the cotton candy and and you know everything just and, and the loud music and everything just seems so much fun. But all of that stuff is a disguise for the screams. Hmm. You know, there's people on the rides that are screaming for their life. Hmm. And if you could really hear those screams, you wouldn't want to get on that ride, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you notice the carnival, every every ride has loud music that plays when the people are on it, you know. And mm-hmm. it's a smoke screen. The devil wants you to think it's fun. So you may see the people waving their arms and their eyes all big and looking crazy because they're spinning around so fast it looks like excitement but their heart is racing and a lot of people wish it would stop you know Mm -hmm. and so I just I thank the Lord for sobering me and getting to a place where I could see what was really happening and then when I ran back to him I started being nervous and started going within his his flow and started growing and started seeing the world for what it is, hmm. seeing how hmm. the devil has manipulated so many, and I was one of them, and how now i'm I'm healthy hmm. i'm living I'm living right. I know that I don't have to have alcohol. I could drink non-alcoholic wine and and not be ashamed, you know. And 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 I'm not sinning and I'm not I'm not getting drunk, you know, and and all of that kind of stuff. I can I can be drunk on the Lord. Hmm. You know. So I just um I thank you for the change that that took place in me, which was really it was a change to, t- to to bring me back home. Yes. Yes. You know, if, yes. If, if, if that makes sense. I, I changed to turn away from him, but then he changed me to bring me back home 
like the prodigal son, and he welcomed me with open arms. Mm-hmm. And he Amen. didn't say, well, you you blew your portion. He didn't say that. He said, I have another portion for you in store. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm God. Mm-hmm. So, welcome back, my son. So that's the change when you were singing this song that, um, that I could relate to. Amen. And that's the change, people, that we hope you will relate to. If you haven't had that experience, we invite you to pray, to call on the Lord for yourself, to respond to his tug, to his call to your heart tonight. Do it in your own words. Talk to him about your own life. Tell him that you would like to know him. You would like to change, repent of your rebellion, and give your life over to him. Give him the opportunity to make that wonderful change in your life. Call us. Email us if you need more information, more direction. And we'll be back next month.